We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Tuesday, December the 7th, 2021. Today's show, as the 2021 season comes to an end, I hand out my annual grades for Gamecocks football for the season it was, including offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and I'll give my overall grade for Shamer's first full season in Columbia, South Carolina as head coach. Guys, also news and notes to get into. We have got a packed show for you here on this Tuesday, and as always, it's brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, any moving needs you may have this holiday season or going into the new year, be sure to contact our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media, at Upstate Movers Group, or of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. card day for those of us that maybe weren't the best student in the world I mean not to say that I was an awful student but you know I had my moments of slacking off and not doing what I was supposed to do and you know there were certain classes that would give yours truly trouble if you will and I'll never forget my parents would ask me Christopher when's your when's your report card coming out isn't that going to be coming out soon shouldn't you be getting a report card any day now and you'd say uh no, I don't think so. You know, I'll check. I don't think so. And you knew all along exactly like which day it was. And you would just dread because you knew that certain class or this certain class that, you know, you were slacking off, weren't doing what you were supposed to do. Shocker. I wasn't the greatest student in the world. Wasn't terrible. Wasn't the greatest. But uh, I, I can promise you folks this as we talk Gamecocks football and our postseason report card here on a Tuesday, I promise you that this show will prove to be less excruciating than those moments were 
for some of us in middle school, high school, what have you. But again, folks, appreciate you all tuning in. Happy Tuesday. Hope you're all doing well. Of course, as always, I am Chris Phillips, host of the Spurs Up Show, and I do hope this show finds you well, no matter where you are, what you're doing, whether you're on the commute, you're in the office, you're on the job, you're on the day off, whatever. Maybe you're in class, maybe you're taking exams. If you are, best of luck to those, by the way, who are enduring exam week, speaking of report cards and speaking of grades, if you will. But again, really excited today to begin our 2021 season review content, if you will. I know we still have the bowl game to go, but I really wanted to spend this week looking back at the Gamecocks 2021 football season, the season that was at least the regular season, and hand out some grades. We'll do grades today. We'll do our postseason award show on Thursday, which I think it lines up very well because, of course, Shane, you were mentioning on Sunday, the team themselves had their postseason awards uh, for the football team specifically. So, again, going to be a fun week, going to be an exciting week. And, again, guys, really do appreciate all of you tuning in as we look back on the season that was for Gamecocks football in 2021. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this thing. Again, we're handing out grades. If you remember, we did this for baseball right after this season, and we graded pitching, hitting, fielding, coaching, overall, everything you can think of. We're going to do basically exactly that with offense, defense, special teams, coaching, and the overall. And of course, we got to start out hot, hot out the gates here to begin talking Gamecocks offense. And this was, you know, when I think back to before the season started and the expectations of the Gamecocks offense, on one hand, it's really hard for me to judge this unit extremely harshly. And I'll tell you why. Because if you'd have told any of us, including yours truly, if you'd have told me that before the season got going, if you'd have told me over the summer that Luke Doty would not take a single healthy snap all season long, and that a guy that wasn't on the roster to start fall camp would be your starting quarterback, I would have told you this was a 3-9 and nine or 4-8 and eight football team, and there's absolutely no way that the Gamecocks would be making a bowl game in Shane Beamer's first year. That's without even mentioning the porous rushing totals that we saw over the course of the season. And again, the statistics, they're ugly. 21.33 points per game, 13th in the SEC, and guys, 116th in total offense on this season. Again, truly a nightmare, if you will. What's crazy about it, though, there actually are some highlights, some bright spots sprinkled in there. I mean, we think back to the Florida game. You did just enough in the Auburn game. And I know many games, your your defense obviously bailed you out. But uh you know, there, there were some flashes of brilliance here. And again, rushing for 284 yards against Florida, which was by far your best rushing total in a football game against a power five opponent this season. But I look at this year ago, and that's the biggest thing that I think gets people so caught up on is the rushing attack. And you had entering the season the leading rusher in the SEC a year ago in Kevin Harris, who was obviously a shell of himself for, I think, the majority of the season. Zaquandre White was a nice surprise at the running back position, but the offensive line was absolutely abysmal. Again, offensively, you look at the numbers, you rush for just 3.5 yards per carry and seven rushing touchdowns. Guys, if I would have told you that South kind of would run for just seven touchdowns, on the ground, you would have said I was insane. Most of us would have thought Kevin Harris will run for seven touchdowns on his own, and that just never happened. The Gamecocks offensive line never got going, and I think what we honestly saw, guys, is a line that when you look back was not very good 
in 2020. I understand you had the SEC's leading rusher, but if you really look back at the numbers, the Gamecocks were, if not the worst, I'm pretty sure one of the worst in regards to protecting the quarterback and just moving the pile as a whole. So you almost could have seen this coming. You know, and maybe we should have. You know, I gave the offensive line way too much praise in the preseason. I graded them, guys, in our position at previews. I graded the offensive line at a B-plus, which, looking back, that feels ridiculous. That feels absurd. When you look at the numbers that were put up by this group in 2021, again, 3.5 yards per carry and just seven rushing touchdowns. In the passing game, I think what you saw from Josh Van was very encouraging. We all hope he's going to come back and be at least one of your top targets for the 2022 season. He was a very, very nice surprise. You know, Josh Van was not a guy I was very high on at all. But outside of that, the passing game really struggled as well. And I think, again, the problems at quarterback you had, the problems at quarterback, which I'm going to get into coaching, obviously, a little bit later in the show. But that's why I wasn't just so quick to pull the trigger and hold Marcus Satterfield directly to the fire because again I don't think anybody in that offensive room I don't think anybody on that offensive coaching staff signed up for what was to come with Luke Doty's injury him not being healthy ever you know guys when I preview the Gamecocks offense going into the season I literally said that the reason the offense would be improved and I thought the offense was going to take a major jump but I said the reason the offense will be improved is because of, directly because of, Luke Doty's athletic ability. And due to the injury, we just never saw that. Now, with that being said, with what you had to work with, guys, it's still, when you score 21 points per game, you didn't have a good year. You're 13th in a conference in offense, you didn't have a good year. And you're 116th in total offense, you certainly did not have a good year. And again, that all comes back to a porous rushing attack, 122.7 yards per game. That was arguably the biggest disappointment of this Gamecocks football team. I mean, really, when you think about it, guys, like the, the units that overachieved and underachieved, I mean, the offensive line and the rushing attack as a whole, it really lets you down this year. And also speaking of the passing attack, the tight end position. I mean, what happened? to the Gamecocks tight ends in 2021. And I think, honestly, Shane Beamer probably learned a lesson from SEC media days and what he said over the summer talking about, you know, we're going to throw to the tight end, we're going to throw to the tight end. Well, everybody else heard you say that too because Nick Muse did not have the year that we all expect him to have. Jaheim Bell flashed and was nice, but that position as a whole just did not – it never – it never became that integral part of the offense that I expected it to be. It never became that feature part of this Gamecocks offense that I expected it to be. But again, when you look back at the quarterback position, I think a lot of that, a lot of the uncertainty there and the mess that really was the quarterback position in 2021 is to blame. With that being said, we've got to put a letter grade on these folks. And again, this is one of those grades you're scared to show mom and dad. I'm giving the Gamecocks offense a D overall grade for the 2021 regular season. And again, here's why I'm not giving them an F. Here's why. Because you did have your individual standouts, first things first. Zaquandre White was a pleasant surprise. Josh Van, Jaheim Bell, you know, different players that made plays for you that stood out. And again, there weren't many. There weren't many. You know, it's honestly tough to pick offensive MVPs and MVPs of each position unit because, again, you just didn't have a lot of guys flash and have great years on that side of the ball. 
With that being said, the reason why I give the offense the, and the greatest reason is the lack of running game. That was the most disappointing part of this 2021 Gamecocks football team. And guys, I mean, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that you got to six wins, averaging 122.7 rushing yards per game. I mean, all we did all summer was spend time talking about this team's got to run the football. This team's identity is going to be running the football. If it can't run the football, it's not going to win games. So the fact you were able to even muster out six wins with that porous of rushing totals is astonishing. But again, the reason I give a D and not an F is just because of, honestly, guys, the turmoil that hit this unit in the preseason. Because I tell you what, folks, there's not many teams out there that could lose their starting quarterback and be starting a graduate assistant that was not on the roster. You factor all that, and also with all the problems you already had coming in the season at the receiver position, you knew that wasn't going to be a position of strength. And then your offensive line and your running backs and your running game as a whole completely underachieving. I, I just don't know what you really could have expected out of this unit. Again, a D is not a good grade. It's not but I'm not going to give them an F simply because of that, because of the, the, the obstacles and the adversity this group had to fight. And, you know, again, if you would have told me that Zeb Nolan or Jason Brown or even Colton Gothier would have been your, your starting quarterback for the majority of the season, I would have told you there's not much hope. I don't know if I even want to predict that you would have scored 21 points per game. So I think for what you had available, as much as it might hurt people to hear this, what you had available over the season – you kind of met expectations, like truly. You know, this. if you gave me a blind test, a blind resume test, and you put up a bunch of statistics and, you know, offense A, offense B, offense C, and I saw our numbers, I would say, yeah, that looks like an offense that had a graduate assistant or an FCS transfer starting at quarterback, and that looks like an offense that had only one option, basically, at the wide receiver position, and none of its tight ends showed up. You know, that looks like an offense that had one of the worst offensive lines, I'd have to say, in the SEC at minimum, if not college football. So the numbers were porous. The numbers were ugly. The grade reflects that. I'm giving the Gamecocks offense a D grade for the 2021 regular season on a brighter note let's move into talking South Carolina's defense and the job they did guys I mean unbelievable did, did anybody see this coming in the preseason 43rd nationally in defense 357.7 yards per game guys this is the one that really blows your mind South Carolina ranked ninth nationally in passing yards allowed let me say that again South Carolina ranked ninth nationally in passing yards allowed. I mean, if you would have told me that, if you would have told me that in the preseason, I would have said you were crazy. Losing guys like Israel McQuamu, J.C. Horn, John Dixon, Jamie Robinson, amongst others. You know, we felt like the defense was going to be better, but the only reason we felt that way was because they literally couldn't get any worse statistically than they were a year ago. I mean, we're talking about a unit, guys, that gave up 260 yards per game through the air in the 2020 season. The job that Clayton White and his staff did on this side of the ball was absolutely incredible. You know, taking guys, especially in the secondary, and that's the area that really stood out. And also, we got to talk turnovers, too. Your 24 turnovers 
led the SEC. I mean, put respect on this defense's name for the job they did in this 2021 season. Certainly, without them, you're not going bowling right now. 24 turnovers, a secondary that was so much maligned a season ago, gave up 260 yards per game through the air, had 15 interceptions led by a guy in Jalen Foster that tied for the league lead in five picks. The job that Clayton White and his defensive staff did, truly remarkable. And again, if you would have told me that this unit would have ranked 43rd nationally, ninth in passing yards, I would have probably said you were crazy. Again, I expected them to be improved, but that's because you literally couldn't get any worse than you were a season ago. Most of us, at least me, I thought that this would be a football team that would rely on its offense. I thought defense would be the sore spot. I thought defense would be the black eye for this group, and it turned out they were actually the strength. I mean, you saw guys that were seldom used players that really emerged into big-time ball players for South Carolina. Darius Rush, the first name that comes to mind, a guy that was playing offense. I thought to myself, this dude will never touch the field. He will never be an impact player. All he does is put together a fantastic season. Cam Smith, I think, emerged into your number one defensive back. J.J. Inigbare cemented himself as a first-rounder, right? You obviously had your, your, your struggles, I think, at the linebacker position. You know, I thought Brad Johnson had a solid year for you. I think that was, though, the biggest indictment of this Gamecocks defense was the linebackers. And I will say this, the most disappointing thing for me for the Gamecocks defense is the defensive line. Um because if you're really honest about it, South Carolina was not great this year up front. They were not great. Just 22 sacks on the season and gave up 4.7 yards per carry and 178.8 yards per game on the ground. And I'll tell you what, for all of the grief that we give Greg Atkins, and deservedly so because the offensive line was atrocious, I think some of that grief should be shared with Jimmy Lindsay. Because I'll tell you what, guys, again, when you look at the talent up front, and you look at J.J. Nickbarre, you look at Jordan Burge, you look at Zach Pickens. I mean, do you really feel like this unit has played and did play in the regular season up to its potential? Because I don't think so. I, I really genuinely don't think, though. I, I still don't think we've seen the best football from guys like Zach Pickens and Jordan Burge, and that's a damn shame. That's a damn shame. So, again, why is Jimmy Lindsay not also getting some of the heat? But either way, you look at this unit, and it's funny because – expectations for offense and defense. I think the expectations were much, much higher for the Gamecocks offense in this 2021 season. And I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, people are going to judge them so harshly. But on the flip side, the expectations for this defense, call it for what it is, were very, very low. And I think you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone who would say, uh, this unit didn't wildly exceed all expectations that we had of them. For that reason, guys, I'm going to give the Gamecocks defense a B-plus overall grade for the job they did in the 2021 regular season. Again, passing defense was incredible. I mean, the secondary, I'd have to say, guys, if I was ranking a list of, of uh, you know, biggest surprises as far as the position units themselves are concerned, I mean, the secondary uh, – unbelievably exceeded all my expectations. I thought they were arguably the worst position unit on this football team. 
and they turned out to be one of your strengths. Again, who saw that coming after everyone you lost? I thought guys like R.J. Roderick played their best football, Jalen Dickerson when he was healthy. You know, you even saw guys like Marcellus Dial and, and, and David Spaulding and other dudes that were new players step up. Um, so, again, the biggest indictment, I would say, and the reason it's a B-plus and not an A is due to the run defense. I was disappointed with that. But overall, tip your cap to the Gamecocks defense and the season they had in 2021 because without them guys, like I said, you certainly are not going to a bowl game. That's for damn sure. Uh, let's move into special teams, guys. How the Gamecocks special teams fare in the 2021 football season. You know, long story short, job well done. I, I you know, I, I think for the first time in a while because of the Beamer ball effect and Shane Beamer, uh, special teams were fun and exciting at South Carolina. And I think it was something we were really looking forward to. And, you know, it was one of our storylines going into games. We were saying, hey, can special teams, can Beamer ball affect this game in any type of way? You know, we saw it out the gate in the first week with two block punts and the swinging gate play on the extra point. And, you know, didn't see – didn't see much of it after that, honestly. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, guys. If I'm forgetting any specific special teams plays, I do apologize. I will say this. Kai Kroger, I thought, was fantastic. Obviously, Parker White had an incredible year. Should be up or should have been up for the Groza Award, if you will. Um, but outside of that, I think special teams, you'll see as the athletes itself kind of get better as the roster is upgraded and you have some better players on those units. I think special teams will become, and Beamer Bowl will become even more of a part of what you see on game day. But uh, I, I had no issues with special teams. I give the special teams overall an A grade. I thought Pete Limbo, Shane Beamer did a fantastic job with that group. And like I said, guys, I think you had one of the best punter-kicker combos in all of college football with Kai Kroger and Parker White and what they gave you in this season. So, again, guys, lock me in for an A overall grade with the special teams in the 2021 football season, which takes us in to coaching. Now, this one is going to be very – very highly debated. And because of the struggles of one man and one side of the ball, and that is Gamecocks offensive coordinator, Marcus Satterfield, and offensive line coach Greg Atkins as well. Now, you can look at this season one of two ways. You can either view it as glass half empty and say, oh, this should have happened, that should have happened, we lost this because of coaching, that because of coaching, what have you. Or you can look at the 2021 season Glass half full, the way that I do. Because, yes, guys, I understand. Marcus Satterfield did not have a great year. The offense was not good, and we've talked about it ad nauseum, day after day after day, no matter your opinion on what should happen, because no changes have been made currently, but no matter what your opinion is on whether Marcus Satterfield should stay, should go, Atkins should stay, should go, what have you. Hey, his name is attached to these numbers. 21.33 points per game, 13th in the SEC, and 116th in total offense. Those are the facts. And when you get paid the type of money that a guy like Marcus Satterfield and Greg Atkins are getting paid, guess what? For better or for worse, you're attached to that. Doesn't matter what your roster is. Doesn't matter who your quarterback is. Doesn't matter what the situation was. You're the offensive coordinator, and you have to own that. On the flip side, because, again, we're talking coaching. We're not just talking OC. We're not just talking DC. We're not just talking Shane Beamer. But on the flip side, you look at Clayton White and the job that he did in his first year in Columbia. Superb. Fantastic. The defensive unit overachieved in every way imaginable, I would say, outside of stopping the run. And then there's Pete Limbo and special teams, the job he did coaching there. And then I look at Shane Beamer. You know, again, a first-year coaching staff with a ragtag roster. I said that all season long, 
but a first-year coaching staff and the job they were able to do because I think too many folks allow the offensive struggles to dictate their entire thoughts on this 2021 football season because you talk to many fans and they say, God, if Satterfield wasn't just such a bum and we didn't have such a terrible offense, we'd have beat Kentucky and we'd have beat Tennessee and we'd have gone eight and four or nine and three. Why is that the narrative versus the narrative being, hey, let's just tip our cap to Shane Beamer and God forbid this entire coaching staff for finding a way to squeeze six wins out of this group of players. Let's tip our cap to Shane Beamer and this entire coaching staff for not letting this thing unravel when it many times could have over the course of the season. I mean, guys, you look back all the way to week two. South Carolina could have easily lost to East Carolina. They could have easily lost to Troy. They could have easily lost to Vanderbilt. And I remember when you were sitting there at four and four and even five and five and people were freaking out and going crazy and fire Satterfield and we got to make a change and blow it up and Beamer's in over his head. I sat there and said, guys, have some perspective because I tell you what, as ugly as some of these wins were, and it's weird to me that people want to sit there and say, well, we backed into a bunch of wins, you know, who gives a damn? We won the ball game. The point is to win the game. And I say, damn it, kudos to Shane Beamer and, again, the entire coaching staff for keeping this group of players, this year one crop of players together, believing in each other, being positive. Hey, believing in their messaging, right? At any, There were many points this season. This coaching staff could have allowed this group to spin out of control when things were not going well, when you got your teeth kicked in by Georgia, you got your teeth kicked in by Tennessee, you got your teeth kicked in by Texas A&M. It could have easily came apart. Oh, what the coaches are saying, it's, it's total BS. You know, it's not working. I'm going to do my own thing. You know, this new guy that didn't even recruit me, he doesn't know what he's talking about, doesn't know what he's doing. It could have easily spun out of control in that way. And this coaching staff, guys, found a way to keep it together, to keep this team believing, to keep this team fighting for one another. And what you did down the stretch, because we talked about in preseason, hey, you better take advantage of the front half of your schedule. You better take advantage of the front half because the back half got much tougher. Well, guess what? That's why preseason predictions, they pretty much don't need anything because you were able to beat Florida and you were able to punch your bowl ticket against Auburn. Right? So, I say kudos to the coaching staff. I think the coaching staff, for the most part, and I tell you this, guys, even if we're going to admit and going to say Marcus Satterfield and Greg Atkins did not have a good year, because they didn't. Bottom line, they didn't. When you read off the numbers like I did, 21.33 points per game, 116 total offense, you did not have a good year as the offensive coordinator. And you certainly didn't have a good year as the offensive line coach when you see what Greg Atkins did. But as a whole, as a whole, if you'd have told me eight out of ten coaches did a fantastic job. And again, we spend so much time highlighting the negative and so much time bitching and moaning about, you know, fire this coach, fire that coach. How about we credit Justin Stepp for the job he did with the receivers? How about we credit Eric Kimry for the job with the tight ends? How about we credit Clayton White for the job with the defense? How about we credit Torian Gray for the job that he did with the Gamecocks secondary? I mean, there are many coaches on this staff, guys, that did a phenomenal job. Now, do changes need to be made? Will they be made? 
We don't know. Only Shane Beamer does. And you got to trust the master plan and the grand plan behind closed doors. With that being said, and again, I know this will be highly debated. I'm giving the coaching for the 2021 season, guys. I'm giving it an A minus. I, I am. I, I, I think this staff did a phenomenal job of keeping these guys together, keeping them motivated, believing. Again, guys, we knew it was going to be a roller coaster ride and an up and hill, up up and down 2021 football season. So I say hell of a job by all parties involved in keeping this thing together and not letting it come unraveled. Because there were many times that it could have. And a lot of this coaching grade, guys, I'll be totally honest, a lot of this coaching grade, it reflects on Shane Beamer more than anyone. Because, again, he's the head football coach. And while offensive statistics and defensive statistics, those might get tied to coordinators, guess what gets tied to Shane Beamer's name? Wins and losses. And the bottom line is this. There, were, there was nobody outside of Columbia South, kind of practically, that thought this Gamecocks football team was going to go to a bowl game. And so the fact Shane Beamer was able to pull the right strings, you know, bring a guy into the roster that was a graduate assistant and make the right moves to keep this thing together, you know, putting Jason Brown in his starter. There were, there were just little moves made all throughout the year that Shane Beamer was able to pull the right strings and somehow, some way, guide this roster to six wins and bowl eligibility in year one. Again, guys, like I said in the preseason, a bowl game in Shamer's first year would be nothing short of a massive success. And I'm not backing off that. Again, do changes need to be made? Hey, that's up for debate. Will Marcus Satterfield be retained? No idea. Is Greg Atkins going to be here? Probably not. But again, for all things considered, and when you look at Marcus Satterfield, and again, what happened at the quarterback position, there aren't many offensive coordinators or coaches that could have overcame that. So again, I think for the most part, the coaching staff did a phenomenal job. I think they deserve the praise. Was it perfect? Was it perfect? Absolutely not. But who of us expected it to be? Who of us expected it to be? So, again, for this coaching staff to guide this football team to six wins, to bowl eligibility in year one, job well done is what I say, and an A-minus grade. Again, you can debate me till you're blue in the face. I would love to hear it, but an A-minus grade is what I am going to to go with. All right, which moves us into, guys, my overall grade for the Gamecocks 2021 regular season. Six and six overall, three and five in the SEC. Like we said over the summer, expect an up and down roller coaster ride in Shane Beaver's first year. And certainly that's what we got. You know, it started out hot with the win over Eastern Illinois. Then you go on the road to East Carolina, a game that many folks Thought I was crazy for predicting a close game in that one. Sure enough, you went on a last-second field goal. And I think that gave us an indication of, hmm, okay, there are holes, there are, there, there are, there are deficiencies on this football team that are going to have to be solved over the course of the year. But the fact of the matter is you won and you were 2-0. and You saw the Gamecocks be overwhelmed in some games against teams with better competition, most notably Georgia, A&M, and Clemson. I think most of us expected that in the preseason. I would say the most disappointing loss of the 2021 football season had to be the Tennessee game. Um, I know some fans are going to point to Kentucky. Guys, Kentucky was a favorite on your home field. They were better than you, bottom line. They were better than you. But that Tennessee game, 
you know, after the Troy win, I had hope. I had optimism. Heck, I picked the Gamecocks to beat Tennessee. And not only did you not win, you were blank 28 to nothing after the first quarter. But again, you were resilient. You bounced back and down the stretch, able to pick up wins against Florida, Auburn. And when the dust settled, no matter how crazy it was, you got yourself to a bowl game. Again, it was not perfect. It was far from perfect. But you're in postseason play for the first time since 2018. With that being said, guys, I'm giving the overall grade for the Gamecocks 2021 regular season a B plus. Again, the running game and never getting going was by far the most disappointing part of this 2021 season. But the defense, I think, more than made up for it. And again, the bottom line is this. When you look at preseason expectations, especially nationally, and what folks thought of this team, the Gamecocks more than overachieved. I, this team overachieved this year. When you take into account everything that happened, again, with the quarterback position and, you know, a lack of running game and the in, some of the injuries that happened. Oh, by the way, speaking of coaching, how about Luke Day? Didn't even give him his credit. He definitely factors in to the A-minus grade I gave them. But, you know, you didn't have tons of injuries like years past. You know, you had moments of promise and brightness to make you feel like this program is heading the right trajectory. And like I said, guys, overall, you are going to a bowl game. And I had you at six and six and three and five in the SEC in the preseason, and you met my expectations. The only folks that are going to look at the overall grade for the season and give it a C or worse, your expectations were too high. This was never a seven-win team. This was never an eight-win team. Guys, realistically, this was probably closer, and it definitely was closer to a four and eight or certainly five and seven football team, guys. But here's the reality, and I'll go ahead and shed now because it's in the postseason. Nobody in Columbia that covers the Gamecocks, that has any interest in the Gamecocks, wanted to be the bad guy. Nobody did. Nobody wanted to go, you know, with all the positive momentum that was happening and all the positive energy and love and welcome home and the recruiting momentum. Nobody wanted to go on a limb and say, oh, you know, I'm happy for that, happy for Beamer, but we're going four and eight this year. We're just not very good. Nobody wanted to be that person, but that was the reality, guys, in the preseason. And so for this team to overachieve, get to a bowl game, despite having the struggles and the woes that it had on the offensive side. I give the overall grade for the 2021 season. Again, guys, a B plus. I think the season was a success. Again, we all agreed in the preseason getting to a bowl game was a success in Shane Beamer's first year. Job well done again, like I said, by all parties involved. So again, guys, those are my grades for the 2021 football regular season. Again, offense with a D, defense with a B plus, special teams with an A, coaching with an A minus, and the overall grade for the 2021 Gamecocks a B plus. Again, I think a job well done. You're headed to a bowl game against North Carolina. And if you can get that seventh win, man, how good it's going to feel to go into the offseason, go into recruiting, go into spring ball the summer and then the 2022 season and year two of Shane Beamer with that type of momentum. Man, it's going to be incredible. It's going to be absolutely incredible. So again, guys, leave your grades below, by the way. We'd love to hear your grades in the comments, wherever you might be listening, wherever you might be tuned in. We'd love to hear. How would you grade the Gamecocks 2021 football regular season. All right, guys, before we get out of here, one quick note, and it's a big one. Uh, it was reported yesterday that Sam Howell, UNC quarterback, is expected to play in the bowl game, which, by the way, leads me to this, the line for this game. All right, so here's the weird thing. Mike Bratton, SEC Mike, good buddy of mine, reported 
that the Gamecocks opened as a five and a half point favorite. Okay, that's what he reported. And you looked at Caesars, it was listed as Gamecocks minus five and a half. Turns out Monday morning, that line was either first reported incorrectly or it literally jumped 12 points because now UNC is a seven-point favorite, which I think makes more sense, honestly. So, again, Sam Howell to play in the bowl game, UNC a touchdown favorite, uh, which, again, the irony of this game and the storylines as we get closer and closer to the kickoff, Sam Howell going to finish his collegiate career in the same exact stadium that he began his collegiate career against in the game in 2019, which, again, unfortunately, we all remember very, very, very Vividly, but again, the senior signal caller for the Tar Heels will play Sam Howell to play in the Dukes Mayo Bowl on December the 30th against the Gamecocks 1130 kickoff at Bank of America Stadium. But again, guys, hey, appreciate you all tuning in. One hell of a Tuesday. Again, I'd love to hear from you all because I know these grades will be highly debated. There will be tons of great banter from it. Let me hear your grades. Where was I right? Where was I wrong? Do you agree? Do you disagree? And what are your overall grades for the Gamecocks 2021 regular season. Folks, again, appreciate you all tuning in. I'm Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show. Y'all have a great rest of your Tuesday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast.